Hey City Gators, um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Ryan and I'm going to share with you my vice verse from Psalm 23 this morning. Psalm 23 goes like this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. And surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This psalm first became really significant to me, actually when I was a little kid and I was struggling with a fear of the dark. And I don't know about you, but this whole season of COVID has felt pretty dark. It's, it's felt in some ways like we don't really know where we're going, where this is gonna end and how to get out exactly or how that's gonna happen. And so for me, I've, I've just found, uh, again, coming back to this verse, which I've held on to for most of my life, uh, an incredible comfort, um, knowing that God's going to lead me through the dark. But not only that, the psalm, particularly verse 3, shows that he doesn't just lead us, but he actually wants to restore us in this time. And that's something else I really need. I, I don't know about you, but I've just found being disconnected from people really draining and actually exhausting. And it's just been incredible to recognize that actually there's a way that Jesus wants to not just get us through COVID, but actually rejuvenate us and give us energy and restore our the deepest parts of us during this time. And so I wanna look at that in Psalm 23 with you. So at the beginning of verse three, um, the person writing the psalm says that he he restores my soul. And it's really cool because that word restore um, is also the word that most often gets translated as repent in other parts of the Old Testament. Um, it's a word that means to turn. And, and so what the poet's telling us here, what God's telling us is that God doesn't just, um, there's actually two elements to this restoring. He, he restores us in the right direction and he also restores our life, just like he's been talking about with the fact that, you know, he leads us to places that are really good for us, green pastures, still water. God wants to do both. And he, he wants to do it to our very souls, the deepest parts of us. And not only the deepest parts of us, but our whole selves. The, the word for soul here um, is the Hebrew word nefesh. And that word gets refer, to refer not just to the deepest parts of us, like, in other places where the Psalms talk about how my soul thirsts for you, but it also refers to uh, our whole being, our whole self. God's interested in, in restoring all of us. But not only that, God as our shepherd, he, he actually wants to lead us in paths of righteousness. And what does that mean? Righteousness is kind of, often we only really use it in Christian context anymore, but it's a word that refers to doing right by somebody. It refers to um, treating someone in the right way, whether that's a boss or a coworker. Um, you fulfill the needs of the relationship, 
But not only that, it can even go so f- far as to fill, fulfilling the needs of somebody who you don't even like, who, who's actually your enemy. And God does this for us. We, we can trust that he is actually somebody who wants to take care of us even when we're going the wrong way, even when we want nothing to do with him. He, he actually is interested in leading us into the paths of his righteousness so that we actually take it on and we actually are righteous people. But he also wants us to lead us into paths where we're going to actually encounter and bump into his own doing good to us. And that's what this psalm promises. And not only that, but he does it not because we're good sheep. (laughs) We have a tendency um, to wander off, to get lost, to get stuck in holes, to to hurt ourselves, um, to go looking for pastures that aren't his pasture and turn out to not be a pasture at all, but a desert. But the, the great news is that Jesus is actually really intent on restoring us for his own namesake, not because of anything we've done to deserve it. And that's really comforting, especially when we find ourselves going in paths and we feel lost, like I've felt a lot of the time during this time. Now, the question I want to ask is like, that's all well and good, okay? Like, maybe God can restore us, maybe God wants to lead us, but like, how do you follow somebody you can't see? How do you connect with somebody you can't physically touch? How, do, how does that work? And the answer is actually really simple and really comforting in its simplicity. I remember when I was uh, 19, I went to uh, Scotland uh, for a time, and I was walking down a path beside um, Loch Ness, which is this big, long lake in northern Scotland. Um, it's the same one that the, the famous monster is supposed to be in. And I'm walking down this path and there's all these pastures beside me. And these pastures are filled with sheep. Scotland has a lot of sheep. And there are probably about 150 to 200 of them. And I didn't even think they could hear me, but I, I just sort of said hello to them. And immediately, like immediately as soon as the words were out of my mouth, all of the sheep in the pasture looked up, looked at me, and then got into this big flock just this big gathering and clumped together and they all just stopped and looked at me just completely silent and i actually laughed because it was really awkward and they what what caused them to do that is that they didn't recognize my voice see sheep follow shepherds because they can hear their voice they know their voice and that's actually how god leads us it's how he wants to lead us all the time regardless of whether it's COVID or not and, and we see elsewhere in the Bible, at the beginning of John, um, at the beginning of Genesis, both tell us that God actually makes everything with his voice. Later on in the Gospel of John, um, we see Jesus resurrecting Lazarus with his voice. And right before that, he tells, he's explaining to the Pharisees and to other people around him that people who follow him do so because they can hear his voice. See, in John 10, Jesus says, in in chapter 10, verse 3, he says, the sheep hear his voice. That's Jesus' voice. And Jesus, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Where does he want to lead them? Well, he wants to lead them the same place that Psalm 23 tells us he wants to lead us. 
If we jump down to verse 10, we see that Jesus says that someone who's a thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that the sheep may have life and have it abundantly. Because you might be able to hear his voice. Maybe you can hear his voice. But I think often, at least for me, there's a question of like, well, why should I trust his voice? Especially when there's all of these other voices that claim that they can restore me, that they can give me life, that they can actually lead me really well. And the next thing Jesus says actually clears this up for me. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And that's why I can trust him. That's why I can trust Jesus' voice over all other voices. And that's why I can trust that Jesus' voice will not just lead me and get me through a dark time, but he'll actually restore me in the midst of that dark time. And what's really fascinating too is, is the word for life that John, that Jesus uses here, is the same word that gets translated, or the soul. Jesus promises that you can trust him because unlike other, other people who might even give up their life for you, Jesus gives up his, the, all of himself for you, his very soul for you. When you owed him a debt that you could never possibly repay. And if he's going to do that, if he was willing to do that when you couldn't pay him back and when you were busy running in the op- opposite direction, do you really think He's going to keep you from hearing his voice. Do you really think he's going to stop talking to you just because you've wandered off when he was willing to die for you when you'd already done that? It's because of that we can actually have assurance that he's going to keep his promises to us regardless of how chaotic or lost or fearful we might feel during this season. Jesus is a good shepherd. He's interested in leading you to a good place in passive righteousness to restore the very depths of who you are. Are you listening to him? Will you listen to him? And when you hear him, will you trust him?